Welcome to Nest Church, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nestchurch.com. We hope to see you soon. And remember, you are loved. Last Sunday, uh, we, we, we got together last Sunday, and it was interesting because I didn't know until, uh, until Friday, until our brother Jeff told me, and I said, yeah, you're right. And, and we studied through 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 4, and the message was titled, if you remember, I said, I encourage you with these words. I encourage you with these words. I said that on Sunday. I encourage you with these words. Um, obviously, no one knew. I didn't know uh, what events would unfold throughout the week. And to go back and say that the Lord just said, I encourage you with these words. And yet, the week was going to look a little bit different than anyone would plan. Uh, but the Lord reminded, and I want to remind you again today. And as he reminded me, uh, that message that I just preached, that sermon, and how it relates even to this day right now and to this moment. I encourage you with these words. I don't know about you guys, and, but just hugging some of the family. It's so beautiful from hearing what you guys are telling me and just from being there with you guys, how the Lord seems to prepare us even before adversity strikes. Uh, he does something within our spirit. He does something within our hearts. The truth is, we could say no one's ever prepared for this. Uh, but the Holy Spirit does something where the only way that you can say, how can a family even be at a service today is because the Holy Spirit has settled on their heart. You know? yeah. and, and that is supernatural. And I encourage you guys with that. That's supernatural that you guys would even be here because it shows that the Lord is present. It's not all figured out. We don't have the answers to everything. The pain's not gone forever, but at least God is there. And if God's there, there's no better place to be than with God. And that's a powerful thing. It's a very powerful thing. And I'm so grateful to see that. I'm so grateful to see that instead of breaking and falling apart, there's unity and being built up. And that's what Mama Jean would want. But most importantly, that's why Christ came and died and resurrected. Because that's what Christ came to do. And when the enemy comes to destroy, the Lord turns that around. What he meant for harm and evil, he turns it around. And just this moment today is evidence that God can turn anything around. And you're in the process as you continue to broken before the Lord that he turns it around for good that he turns it around for good so amen he prepares us I just shared that as a friend as a brother and sister for my wife and as pastor Nancy and I obviously are found in difficulty just like many of us in here as we love this family <clears throat> and love our sister and we're in a place of broken heartedness and as many as you already know, and if you don't, well, that our dear sister Jean has, and I want you to listen to these words carefully. Our dear sister Jean has passed on to be with the Lord. And that's what we 
know and believe in scripture. The world may say that someone is dead, but the believer in Christ says, no, someone has passed on to be with Christ forever. And I heard you say, I think it was yesterday, she's more alive today than she ever was in her lifetime. And that's the truth because the word of God says so. And that's enough for me. The word of God says so. Jean, this church, we've been praying a lot for Jean and for the family for, for a year, for close to a year now. And I could say that Jean has finished her long fight. And I say finished. You remember the cross? Remember Jesus' last words? He said, it is finished. I believe that when she took her last breath and the Lord accepted her, she said, it is finished. It is finished. She fought her fight. And she fought her long fight. And she finished her race. She finished it. And I want to be very, I want to choose my words right. And I will say this. Um, We will not say that mental illness won. We will not say that Satan or any demonic power has won. We firmly believe that her great fight is over and that the Lord has welcomed her into his presence with eyes filled with love, with a heart of compassion, with warmth, the warmth of his grace. He's made Jean whole again. And I believe that he has told her just these words. He's told her, my daughter, good and faithful servant, welcome home, enter into the peace of the Lord. And I believe that with all of my being. Ashley, I didn't even see you there. My mama. Amen. So what can we say today? Here it is. What we can say is this, and I want everyone to listen to this. And you can make a shirt about this if you want. What we're going to say is this, and it's, and it's the truth. God won. None of those other things won. Today, the standard has been lifted up, and it's in, placed in the territory that the land tried to steal. And we say, the Lord won. In his power and in his might, Christ Jesus won. Amen? And family believe that. We've been saying that to each other and encouraging each other. Christ won. You know, obviously our hearts are filled and they're filled with sadness and all the emotions and all the feelings for Jose, um, Jean's husband, and for the four kids. Uh, We love all of you guys. We love you, Jose. We love you, Christian, Nicolina, Annalise. We love you guys. And um, though though our, our spirit and our hearts are crushed and can be saddened, We remember last week's message. I encourage you with these words. I encourage you with these words. We we actually shared First Thessalonians. We opened up actually the message with First Thessalonians chapter four, and we said in verse thirteen. I don't know if you remember this, but I'm going to read it again. It says, "And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died, so that you will not grieve like people who have no hope." When you drove in today, I hope you saw the flag that said hope. That you will not grieve like people who have no hope. And that's how he starts this framework of all this information that he was going to share about the coming of the Lord, about the rapture, about all these interesting things in 1 Thessalonians 4. 
And just in that one verse, we know that in Christ, we, just as Gene, has been united with him. United with him. And just like the rest of us that may have lost others in our lives, what we do at this moment is that we find strength and joy that they are with Christ. And that's what Paul says in this letter. That they are with Christ and our unity with them is close at hand. It's close at hand. I'm going to give you three points today. I'm not a person of points. You know that. And if you come to this church, I don't do three points. I'm going to go. But today we're going to do a little bit of three points. And in those three points, I want you to understand this thing that we would find strength and joy that we're going to be united, most importantly, with Christ and with these loved ones. And as we learned last week, either by being caught up in the air, caught up in the air with mom, caught up in the air with Jean again, and, and very important, caught up in the air with Christ, or whether we pass here and resurrect into eternity. And that's a truth in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We've also said that in that moment, in that moment, Gene has currently said this, and I will one day currently say this, and you in Christ will currently say this. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Death does not win in the believer's life. So this is the day in 1 Corinthians 15 where the perishable will put on the imperishable and the immortal will put on immortality and say, I'm in my glorified place forever and nothing could ever separate me from this place of joy man what a day that is what a moment that is and if we could only see we said that yesterday and if we could only hear if we could only experience the things that gene is experiencing hearing and seeing today as her own husband said we'd be so jealous of her one of Jean's friends texted me uh, yesterday morning. I shared it with some of the family. And I want to read this scripture to you. It's actually found in Psalm 57. I'm going to read verse 1 and 2 for you. Listen to this. It says, good people pass away. The godly often die before their time. But no one seems to care or wonder why. No one seems to understand that God is protecting them from evil to come. Verse two, it says, for those who follow godly paths will rest in peace when they die. And that's what we hold on to. Thank you, Lord, for you know exactly what you're doing and you're holding all of this in your peace. And that's our rest. That's where our joy is. Amen. Here's my first point that I want to share with everyone. You should write this down if you take notes. Put this in your heart. Put this deep in your mind. We'll be quick today and we'll see where we go from there. But the first thing is this. And if you agree with me, give me an amen. Ready? Number one, life is a gift. Life is a gift. Life is a gift. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. Paul writes this to the church of Ephesus and he says, and this is not your own doing. He says, for it is the gift of God, not a result of works. Nothing that you and I could ever do will ever be able to do. It is a gift of God, not because of our good works, not because of anything good. And the purpose for this, Paul writes, so that no one would boast. It's for that, so that the gift of life, all of that glory would come back to Christ. This salvation that you and I have experienced and this salvation in which settles us today and allows us to find rest, 
The salvation in which we've received and encountered in this lifetime, that as we're living on earth, number one, we have to know this, it's a gift from God. And it's a gift from God and a gift of God to give him glory. And it's a gift that blesses others. We say this, right? It's a gift that gives on giving. And that's what this life is. And that's what it's always to be. And today is a reminder of that. This week is a reminder of that. As we celebrate, and as for days and months and years to come, we will celebrate. Celebrate Jean's life. We're going to celebrate the gift that she was to her children, to her husband, and to anyone who had any kind of relationship. I just was showing Nancy a video that I found last night with Mama Jean, and it was her last time here. She's hugging Jade, and, and look at her mind. And Christian, this is for you. And, and look at her mind. She grabs, like, why? But she does it because she's Jean. She grabs my daughter and she has her phone and it's close up. And she says, tell him. Tell him what you said. She says, I miss you. And she goes, and who do you miss? Your son. Is it the chubby one or is it the skinny one? I won't say who the chubby one or the skinny one is. (laughs) Jean's interviewing her. And she says, the skinny one. He goes, Tell him, that's, that's right, we all miss him. And then she says, I love you. And, and then um, the conversation goes on about going over the house. And that's a gift. And even in those moments, she's thinking about her kids. So tell, tell Christian that you love him and that you miss him. And she grabs the little one, the words of babes, to maybe speak something beautiful to her son in a time that maybe he needed that. Those are just things that Jean would always do. Am I right? Yesterday, we were at the kitchen, and Jose was looking at videos of her. And I said, that's a gift, man. I, said, I used that word, gift. And we're looking at a video of Jean. I don't know if she knew she was recording. Knowing Jean, she probably knew she was recording. But she's ministering to this woman. I think we looked at it. Was, it was up to 25 minutes. And this woman is hearing Jean and she says, I know what God wants me to do. He wants me to walk away from a relationship that I'm in. She started to open up to Jean. And Jean says, well, that's why I'm here. I, I, Jean, Jean was being used by God in a, in a park to give words of confirmation to people in these moments. And that's what life is. Life is a gift. And to do it well, and to love people well, and to serve people well. Praise God, we have videos of that. Because those are things that will never be forgotten. It's a gift that keeps on giving. And, uh, we're so grateful for that. The book of James chapter 1 verse 17 says that every good gift, every good gift, every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the father of lights whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. What a powerful scripture that is. Let me explain to you what that means. God's goodness is constant. It's constant. There is no variation with him. God's not like us where we're wishy-washy. One day I love you, the next day I want to crucify you. That's what we do as humans. One day we love, one day we hate, one day, you know, and, and but God, there's no, there, there's, there's just this constant in him. And instead of shadows, James writes, God is not... Not all forms of shadows, but God is the father of lights. He's the revealer of all. 
God is the father of lights and, 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 and he goes on, what goodness, what goodness do we expect when we come to admit who we really are? What goodness do we come to expect of ourselves or of anyone else? But scripture says, yet every good and perfect gift is from God, our father in heaven. It's not from any of us, it's, it's from God. So the, the life that we celebrate, even the goodness that we celebrate, as we mentioned, Gene, it's a gift from God, from our Father that's in heaven. And, and, the, and I'm gonna challenge every single person here, what's that gift look like in you, amen? Number one, what did I say? Life is what? A gift. Number two, write this down. Life is short on this side. Life is short. You could live to 103 years old. I, found, I don't know who it was that told me that someone in their family was like turning 104, 105. Even that, life is short. And on this side of eternity, on earth here, it's short. James 4.14 says, yeah, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. You don't know. We can't plan for that. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little time and then it vanishes. This is James himself saying this. Peter writes in 1 Peter 1.24, and he's actually referring to Isaiah chapter 40, the prophet. And Peter's exact words, as he quotes Isaiah, he says, all flesh is like grass, not just one not an individual, but all flesh. Every single human, every human is like grass. In all of its glory, like flower of grass, the grass withers and the flower falls. It just fades. Time is short, and it's short on this end. I want to share something. Billy Graham, in a message, and I posted this yesterday on my social media for anyone that wanted to see it, but in a message titled, Time is Short, he speaks about this, and he says that we've all been given the same amount of time in one day. Have you noticed that? In one day, every single one of us has been given the same amount of time. So he says this. He says 1,440 minutes a day, 168 hours a week. And then scripture goes on to say, and man's lifespan here on earth is 70 years. That's what scripture says, 70 years. There are individuals that live to be more than that, but that's what scripture says, even though some may live to more than 70. But if you look and you research, even here in America, just as scripture teaches, the average male lives 70 years here and four months. And like, why is that? Because the Bible says so. And that's what the average male looks like here in America. The average woman is 73 years and six months. And why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this so that you can think of this, to think of that we only live one. Everyone say one. We live one short life. That's what we live, one short life. So I want to encourage you because I know that if Jean was here like last time, I would have to take the mic away from her. And she would not stop. And she'll tell you everything that she's seen and everything that she's experiencing. And I can almost feel that right now where she would tell you this, think of your priorities. Think of your priorities. And I believe that's what God wants to tell us today. Think of your priorities. Get committed to certain priorities. Other th priorities, we have to flush them down the toilet. And there's other priorities that we have to stay committed to and get committed to them. Well, if I just had more time to spend with your family, guess what? If you need to spend time with your family, spend time with your family, do it now. 
I have this letter that I'm meaning to write. I just got to write it. Do it now. Places I want to go to, places I'm dying to visit, do it now. The person I want to tell I love, do it now. If you're going to do anything, get your priorities right and fix on, get fixed on them. Agree upon them. And don't wait. And don't push it. If you're going to do anything, and if I could encourage you with anything, is do it now. James and Peter tells us because it's short. And if she was here, she'd grab this mic and she'd look at every single one of you and say, do it now. Do it now. And then she would tell you all the good qualities that you have. And then she would say, you have this about me. You have this of me and you. You have this of me and you. You have this of me and you. And baby, you know I love you with everything. I love you more than anyone in this world. You know that's, that's what she'll say to you. That's what she'll say to all of us and, and especially to her family. And she'll say, do it now. Because for all of us, there may not be a tomorrow. For some of us, for one of us, maybe for all of us. Because time is running. Oh, but why would you preach this? Why would you say this today? Because it's biblical and it's true. Time is running out and now is the time to do things. So what are we going to do? Not tomorrow. What are we going to do in, not in a year from now? The question that I want to encourage you with is, what are you going to do now? Amen? Family now. We can no longer falter between two opinions. We can no longer serve two gods. The question is, will we finish the work that God has called us to? Jean's life and her going to be with the Lord is a reminder for me to tell me, Rigo, finish the work that you're called to. Amen? So as you finish the work that you're called to, and I want to speak to the family and those that she loves dearly, is there quality to it? Quantity is great. Quantity could be a blessing, but not if there's no quality in it. Is there quality to it? Whatever you got to do now. Is there a dedication to it? Don't falter. You go strong in Christ and you do it now. And that you fill your heart with the word of God. Billy Graham goes to say this, that he's come to find that those who know the scriptures are the ones that have the power today. You know why people live powerless? Because people don't have the word of God in them. You want to be powerful? Do it now. Have the word of God in you. And now's the best time to do it. Because that's what's going to hold us together. That we be men and women that walk with God and help the world see the brevity and to see the urgency of time. And that we may invest the little time that we have right now in the kingdom of God. Because what we do on this earth is to impact the kingdom of God forever. Amen. Number one, life is a gift. Number two, life is short. I'm not contradicting it. I'm just going to complete that sentence. Ready? But also, number three, life is eternal. In Revelations, I figured, let me just go to the end. Because at the end of the book, it talks about the end of all things. And in Revelation 22:17, 17, it talks about the believers. It talks about the bride. 
And it says the spirit and the bride, listen to this, the spirit that's within the bride says, come, come, and let him who hears say, come, and let him who thirsts say, come, and whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. There is an eternal life that continues to go on. It's eternal. In Romans chapter 6, 23, Paul writes this, the wages of sin is death. We know that. So we come over here and we do talk about sin. And we do say if there is sin and if there is stuff, what better day than today than to say let's ask for forgiveness and let's make things right. Let's accept the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The wages of sin is death, but he doesn't stop there. He says, but the free gift of God, that's eternal life. And it's eternal life in Christ Jesus. He says the free gift of God, there's this gift again, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's eternity with him. And that's what it is. Our life is eternal. And and Revelation, John writes that. And Romans, Paul writes that. And I started to think about that. And and, and I was led to the scripture. And I said, this is what I want to be. And I want to read this to you. It's found in John chapter 10. It's verse 27 and 28. Listen to this. Jesus' very own words. And, And check this out. He says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. This is a very powerful statement that we overlook. And they know me. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. And then he goes on. He says in verse 28. And I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. I mean, I hope that you could get your own inspiration and revelation of this text right here. That, that he is, he's basically saying Jesus' very own words That he is the great shepherd. And as the great shepherd, there is an intimacy with him. And I think the family experienced that last night. Where you experienced that the Lord just spoke to you. And the reason why you heard the shepherd's voice is because through all of this pain and through this heartache and through this darkness, God is confirming this one true thing that I've never ceased from being your great shepherd and you've never ceased from being my sheep. And that is why when I speak, even in this calamity, you still hear. You still have ears to hear. That's supernatural. You know what I'm saying, guys? That statement right now to someone who's not a believer of Christ will say, you guys are crazy. You guys make no sense. You guys are emotional people. You guys are too charismatic. But we say no. The difference is that even in the darkest state, God still speaks and his children still hear. And we still follow. He speaks, we hear, and we follow. And then he goes on, and he says, and in that one statement of truth, he says, and in that, I give you eternal life. And you'll never perish, and you'll never be snatched away from my hand. This is forever. This is forever. You've heard me say, like, when we cross the streets with your children, you hold their hand a little bit tighter. And the child may not understand it right now. And you say, why is your grip on me so harsh? And right now you may feel like the grip is so harsh. 
But the answer from the Lord is, it's because I love you and the traffic is too much. So my grip on you has to be strong right now. That's a powerful understanding. That's a powerful realization. And today we know that in eternity, our beautiful gene will never perish again. Our beautiful gene will never be snatched out of God's hand. Our beautiful gene is whole, is well, is healed. She's alive. I could just already hear her telling God of her plans. I'm not lying, man. Of her plans to prepare the mansions that Christ has prepared for her family. She's already there saying, yeah. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and God is like enjoying her. Like, oh, Jean. Of course, you would come over here and say, Lord, I love the many mansions you've built, the many dwelling places you've built. But you want to add a couple of other things for your husband and for your children. Of course, Gene, you would do that. I could see that right now, man. I don't know if you guys could. Hallelujah. But I don't know about you, but I want Jesus to know me. When Jean took her last breath, we believe in scripture. She's not in a purgatory. She's not in a waiting area. Where Jean is right now is she immediately stood before the presence of God. Instantly. Instantly. And when she stood before the presence of the Lord. I want you to picture this and I know it might be too much, but I can't even explain it the right way. God is there in his triune manner, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and he sits on his throne, and Jean stands right before them. And when the Father looks at her with his eyes, the mediator steps in, and he says, Father, I know her, and she knows me. She's one of us. And Jesus Christ, her mediator, Jesus Christ, her high priest, stands for her where she was not able to give one word to the Father. And the high priest, Jesus Christ, speaks her words for her. And in that moment, while we were all crying and while you were being broken and all these things that were happening to you guys, Instantly, Jesus was at work welcoming her home. Jesus was at work mediating and being her high priest. So don't you worry about eternity ever when it comes to mom. Don't you worry about eternity ever when it comes to your wife. If anything like dad says, we're just jealous and we can't wait to be with her. But the mediator has already spoken for her. The high priest has, ever, has already stood in the place 
where she couldn't stand and he stood there for her. And the father has embraced her. And today she is one with him. Don't you ever forget that? Amen. She knows him and he knows her today. And today, Jose, how many times would we talk and say all these kind of things? But I want you all to know this, ready? Today she knows him more right now than we know him. She sees him, her, her gaze is, is on his face. What a beautiful thing. And I want that. I want the Lord to know me and I want to know the Lord. And maybe you're here today and you had no idea that today was going to happen. But then you know what? Jean's life is a gift for you too. Because she wants you to know the Christ that she knew. And she wants you to get your priorities right. And I believe that that's the word of the Lord today for you. That today you would see these things and that you would also say, I need to know Jesus and I need Jesus to know me. This would be your day to truly surrender what needs to be surrendered, forgive what needs to be forgiven, and pick up whatever needs to be picked up. But hear him and follow him for the rest of your days. Amen. So as I get ready to close, uh, the team could come up here and we'll see where we go from here. I will say this. Are you heavy today? Is anyone here heavy? Or maybe you just need to answer his call in your life today. I'm going to read two passages and then I'm out of your way. Matthew 11, 28, 29, and 30 says this. Listen to this. Then G- okay, in Revelation, we said that we cry out, come, come, Lord, come quickly. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus says, come. I almost titled this message, come. This conversation, it's not even a message, it's a conversation, come. And Jesus says, come to me. But look what he says. Who's he calling to himself? Not the righteous, not the perfect, not the holy people that have their life all figured out. The beautiful thing about Jesus is that when the religious people thought that he should be at their house eating and feasting, a prostitute is at his feet. Seriously, this is not a joke. Like, oh man, I can't be saying. No, a prostitute is at his feet, crying at his feet, washing them with expensive oil. That's where Jesus is at. When he's teaching in a synagogue and they bring a woman caught in the very act of adultery, all the religious people say, you should stone her. The, the, the scripture in the law of Moses says, throw a rock at her and stone her. And what does Jesus do? No, I'm going to fellowship with this woman that's in sin and love on her today. And he gets at her level and he says, I don't accuse you. From this, go for, from this place going forward, sin no more, follow me. And he does this with the Samaritan woman at the well who's living a promiscuous lifestyle. Oh, Jesus never met her in his life, but he knows her because he's sovereign. And he says, you're right, you don't have one husband. Neither two, nor three, nor four. Go back to all the men that you're with. And he basically says, get your priorities in order. And, and in that moment, he doesn't cast her astray. He, doesn't, he brings her in. And that's what Jesus does. He loves on her. And changes her life forever. And there's story after story like this. Matthew eleven twenty eight. it says, And Jesus says, come, come to me. Well, who, who comes to Jesus? And he says, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, come to me. Come to me. 
Jean carried a heavy burden. Today, he, we could say she went to him. And the Lord is telling all of you that you are not there and, and maybe you're not with the Lord. He's saying, come to me who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And look what he says next. And I will give you rest. It's a promise from Christ. The promise of Christ is there is rest in your burden. There is rest in your weariness. I can give you rest where you see that there is no place for, of rest in your life. And then he says, take my yoke. Put it upon you. Let me teach you. And look what he says. I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear. And the burden that I give you is light. Come to me. That's authority. That's invitation. He drives no one away. He calls all people to him. And one of his favorite words to do it is come. Just enter. I love what Spurgeon says to Jesus himself. We must come by a personal trust, not to doctrine, not to ordinances, not to ministry. Are we to come first, but to come to Jesus, to our personal Savior, come to Jesus. So I have to encourage you to say this to you, relieve yourself from your need. If you're heavy and weary, come to me, Jesus says. And don't live in your self-sufficiency because you're right. You can't do it in your own strength. We've seen that already. So come to Jesus. Don't wait. Relieve yourself. Forget about all the other yokes. Take Jesus' yoke upon your life only and learn from him. How many of you could say amen? I'm going to share one more thing. It's in Habakkuk second passage and I'm done Habakkuk is interesting because he was a prophet in which we do not know much of but yet he's in the Bible and Habakkuk we know he carried a heaviness a heaviness in his heart he knew Habakkuk this prophet what it was to live and experience revival but he also got to see and experience God's people slip into sin he saw them lack all kinds of spiritual enthusiasm and it broke Habakkuk to see people who are living at such a beautiful place to now be living in this um, lethargy, in this um, place of nothingness. He lived through a period of national revival and now he comes to a place to experience a period of, of a spiritual decline. He's filled with heaviness is what I'm trying to tell you. And, and this Habakkuk prophet would prophesy about the coming army of Judah, of Babylon that was gonna come to attack Judah and was going to destroy Judah, and he was heavy in his heart. Judah, God's people, they're going to destroy you. And he was so broken, they're going to destroy you. God gave me the word. They're going to destroy you. And, 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 and if you read the book of Habakkuk, it's one of the only prophecies that he had because Habakkuk, the man, the prophet, he wasn't a prophet that had messages from God like all the other prophets. I mean, Isaiah, I mean, Jeremiah. I mean, all these other guys, I mean, they were like fireballs spitting the prophecies of God. But, but Habakkuk, he was a little bit different. Instead of having messages from God, Habakkuk was a prophet who had questions of God. And I thank you, Lord, that you allowed in the Bible to be a man of God that also had questions of you. I'm going to ask you real quick because we're going to end. 
this part, but I want to ask you, have you ever had questions for God? You've ever just questioned him? I know I have, and I'm going to be very honest, I know I'm doing it right now. Because there are some things that I question God. And I get your response, so, you faithful Christian, who are you to question God? I know. But I'm just being very honest with you. And tell you that I too have questioned God. Because standing up here is not a perfect man. And sitting in any of these aisles is not a perfect person. And if you're honest, you've probably been to a place where you've also questioned God. So the passage that I want to share and close with is this. At the end of the book of Habakkuk, in the last chapter, his last words, the last words in his heaviness, in his questioning God, why God? In his last words, even in his current state of heartache, with extreme heaviness upon Habakkuk's shoulders and heart, he chooses to say and believe these words. Please listen to this. It's a word that we shared during COVID, and I'm going to share it again today. It's Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17, 18, and 19, and here it is. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be of vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields they yield no food. Though the flock be cut off from the fold. You see the problem here? And there, though there be no herd in the stalls. Look at the problem. Verse 17 is a problem. It's a heartache. But look at his confession. Verse 18. Yet, everyone say yet. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's and he makes me tread on high places. And that is the word that Habakkuk decides to end his words with. I've questioned God. I don't understand all of God. I am filled with heaviness and I'm filled with pain. And in verse 17, I will tell you that all this blank is happening and all this nonsense is going on and I don't have the answers to any of this and though there is no life and there's just death all around me in verse 17 verse 18 he stands up in his drawn state he stands up in his heavy place and he says yet though I'm going through all of that I rejoice in the Lord I take joy in God because he the Lord is my strength and that's what he says and that's what we say today. The Lord is your strength. The Lord is your revelation. The Lord is your answer. It's no man, it's nothing else. It's the Lord. I'm so grateful because if it was not for the Lord, the pieces of this would be more shattered, but the Lord holds it together. Amen. We're going to, I'm sure the family's not going to care. We're going to, we will worship the Lord with joy today because that's what we want to do. And we want to pray for the family today. But we also, if any of you want to share something, this is your house. This is, 
We don't have to be cordial. And no pastor would probably ever say that. We don't have to be so structured. Today, this is family, like if we're in each other's living rooms. And if there's anything anyone wants to say, anyone, you're more than happy. Hey everyone, I, I lost my voice last night. This is uh, the voice of a, of a victory, seriously. Um, so, for uh, you, play, play some music. Play some music. Yeah. Play, play some music. Play some music. And maybe I'll put a keyboard. Okay, sorry, 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 okay. Um, so, for about, I'll probably say about eight, eight months, I've been praying for. Uh, for the Lord to just answer a question that I had, and I was like, "Lord, what what do I do? What do I do?" Because um, I, it was it was hard with my mom. She, you know, she was struggling. She was battling demons. Um, I said, "Lord, you know, what do I do?" And I kept on hearing the word "wait," just wait over and over and over again. And then I didn't hear it for a couple months. Um, and then, oh. Three months ago, two months ago, I heard uh, the word wait, but in a shout. He said, oh, wait, wait, just wait, just wait. And I didn't understand. Um, is it is it me or I'm hearing like a ping? Okay, uh, I was just wondering. Oh, there's, hello? Yeah, okay, that's better? Okay. Um, so, you know, and th- th- you know, three months ago, the Lord answered, uh, you know, he, he, he kept on saying, he said, wait, just wait. And I'm like, dude, what do you mean by wait? What do you mean? I don't understand. I, I don't understand what you mean by wait. And I kept on saying, Lord, just, re- just reveal that to me. Just reveal that to me. And I was like, and I heard the other day and people were like, oh, you know, it may, it may take 10 years. It may take 50 years for the Lord to answer your, your you know, what you're asking. And, um, but but yet, uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Um, I I got two two uh, two Bible verses. My brother read me one, and uh, Danny uh, sent me one. And um, this was the verse. Their verse was, "Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart, and wait for the Lord." He didn't say it once. He said it twice. He said, just wait for the Lord. And, um, and I kept on, th- this wasn't the only thing. This wasn't the only thing. He just said, wait for the Lord twice. He didn't say it once. He said twice. He said, dude, just wait for the Lord. And I believe that, uh, that the Lord is speaking to me through this verse, uh, not only to me, but to my family. And he's saying, you know, we're questioning like, oh my gosh, like we didn't even get to say bye to mom. You know, we turned the corner. She, you know, things happen. We didn't even get to say bye to mom. And, you know, what were her last words? We don't need to worry about that because we know what she's saying. The Lord answered my prayer. And the Lord said, she's saying, just wait for the Lord because you don't know where I'm at. You do not know where I'm at. I'm rejoicing in peace with the Lord. I'm rejoicing in peace with the Lord. That's it. Just wait for the Lord. That's it. And uh, and the Lord, you know, the Lord revealed that uh, revealed that to me yesterday. Um, but He didn't only reveal that; He re- He revealed a lot. Um, 
it's a, it's a lot to, to think about, right? It's not only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Words can't count. Um, but yesterday, I, uh, in prayer, okay, we came together um, as a family. And uh, in prayer, the Lord, the Lord was speaking to me. Um, he showed what it is uh, to, to have your, your physical body separated from your spirit. I, I didn't feel anything. We were in prayer. I didn't feel anything, okay? The Lord was speaking to me and he said, Jose, you need to let your family know right now that in when you thought she was suffering, no, 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 no. Her body, her spirit, she didn't feel that. Jesus came. He died on the cross. He felt that pain. Okay? He took that pain that my mom was supposed to feel. No, no, no. He said, no, no, no. Her spirit rose before she even thought about pain. Her spirit rose. She was numb. She didn't feel anything. I took that pain for her. Don't worry. She's in eternity with me. She's in eternity with me. You need to be at peace. At peace. And all you guys are probably looking at me like, dude, you're crazy, bro. No, no, no. I'm serious. I'm serious. The, the Lord revealed that to me. And it was just, we were like, you know, Lord, just, Lord, just speak to us right now. You know what we heard? In the prayer, we heard a, a thunder. And then we heard a thunder again a little bit later. And we're like, Lord, you know, you're speaking to us. And my brother's like, did you hear that first thunder? And I'm like, I didn't want to say anything. I was like, huh? yeah, I heard it. And, and you know what the Lord said? You know what? Right, right at the end, he said, you know what? One more time. Boom. Thunder again. Okay. And he reassured. Not all the revelation before was twos, twos, twos. Wait for the Lord twice. You know, sending two Bible verses. Wait for the Lord. You know? He said, look, listen, if you didn't get it, if you, don't, if, if you thought all these revelations were, were okay and were good, I'm going to show you that me speaking, me roaring, throwing thunder down to the earth three times, not twice, but three times, okay, to confirm, that's what he did. You know, my mom always said she felt like a lion stuck in a cage. She felt like a lion stuck in a cage, and she spoke that to me. And, I, and the, first thing, the first thing that came to my mind um, a vision is that it was a big, beautiful male lion, big, beautiful male lion, uh, stuck in a black cage, and um, and she had demons running around her. She was getting, she was getting, uh, she was getting attacked, and um, and actually on our way here, we saw a billboard. And it had a chain and it was broken and it was broken, it was separated, you know? And it just reminds me that my mom is not in bondage anymore. She's not stuck where she was. She's free. She's re God released her. She's out of the cage. And I also had a vision last night that now the lion isn't vibrant yellow. No, now the lion's white with wings and, and he's resurrected her, okay? She's living in peace. She's living in peace. There's a thousand things on my mind. I could say, I could be here for two hours. That's all you need to know. She's at peace. Okay? She's at peace.
also had a, um, an understanding that when the Lord says that the church is his bride, that's, that's all good, you know. Um, but when you go to be with him, you become his bride. I had a vision that my mom walked into heaven with a long, 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 long dress that didn't stop. It kept on going for eternity. It kept on going for eternity. And, um, and I know during all this time, this is the last thing I'm going to say, but listen, um, for the longest time, for about, you know, about a year now, actually, for her whole life, she loves repeating things over and over again, repeating things over and over. And we would, we would be driven insane. We're like, dude, just stop it. I understand. I get it. Um, even with the eating, just eat, just eat more, eat more, you know? Um, she just kept on repeating, but, but really in the last year, she repeated things over and over, over and over again until it got us so raged and we didn't understand why. We didn't understand why. Um, but last night we understood why. Because she, the repeating spirit, okay? The repeating spirit that she had, has risen to heaven and she's going to drive God insane. She, she's going to say, bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them, bless them. And the Lord's going to be like, I get you. I'm blessing them. I'm blessing. I got it. Don't worry about it. Bless them, bless them. I got it. Don't worry about it. The Lord's going to bless us more past our understanding. The Lord's going to bless us past our understanding. And I, and I believe that. Annalise believes that. Nina believes that. Christian believes that. My dad believes that, okay? And every single one of my friends, okay, my loved ones, they're going to believe that, okay? She's repeating in heaven to the Lord saying, bless them, bless them, bless them. And the Lord says, I already did it. It's, it is finished. I, I blessed them already. It is finished. Okay? And, and really, the Lord has removed uh, removed a, bur a burden on, on our family. Seriously. No, no, seriously. He's done. He's finished. <laughs> yes. Now, listen, we, um, we are incredibly, incredibly blessed. We, um, the peace that, we, that resides within us right now is only something that can come from the Lord. Yeah. There's no other explanation. There's no other reason. People can try to invent a thousand different things, but there's only one, one answer, and that's the Lord. Yeah. Okay? That's the Lord. It's guaranteed. You can take it to the bank. You can deposit it, okay, and withdraw it whenever you want because it's, it's always going to be there. Okay? The, 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 I can tell you, and I'm going to tr not try to be as long as Jose, but, you know, you know, the, 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 I've, the Lord gave me a gift a long time ago, and, um, and I can feel things. He gave me the gift of discernment. I can feel things. And, and the first time I laid eyes on Jean, before I even knew her name, I said, I'm going to marry that girl. I'm going to marry that girl. And, and, and I never really understood why that happened that day but but I do now clearly understand because our souls 
were connected. She was my soulmate, okay? And, and all during high school, it, it was two years. I didn't start dating her until after high school. For two years, I would hug two girls in school, only two girls on a regular basis, and Jean was one of them. I would always find her in the hall, and she would always be looking for me too, waiting for me to come up and give her a hug. And there was always that smile of hers. If you guys remember that beautiful smile of hers. And, and she was always there waiting for me, waiting for me. She would be looking around and I would hug her, I would hug her. And then when we would release, that would smile. And the other girl I would hug was my best friend, a girl named Lori Zellner. And some of you guys might know her story. Ironically, I was, I was best friends with Lori. And later, Jean became best friends with Lori. So I don't know how our souls all somehow tie together, but, but she, she was my soulmate. She was my soulmate, and, and, and she was the most unselfish person, the most amazing mother, the most amazing wife. I swear to you that she loved me more than she loved herself. She loved me more than she loved herself. She loved these kids more than she loved herself. Okay, and, and so we, we are gonna honor, okay, and respect who she was, and we're gonna honor her life for the rest of our lives, okay, with that unselfishness, okay? We, were, we are gonna just honor that and, and cherish that because she was special, she really was. And, um, you know, even until the last day, you know, she just loved being in my arms. She loved me to scratch her back. It was, you know, the last year was difficult, but I know that that wasn't my gene. I know it wasn't my gene. I would see glimpses of her. She would be reaching out to me. Okay, I know that what took place was not my gene because there's no way, there's no way in this world, there's no way in the heavens, okay, that she would have wanted us to witness what took place. It's impossible. There's no way. The love that that woman had for us and for me, there's no way that that was her. Impossible. There's no way. So I know that there was other things at play. I know that. I know that. And I know that right now she's in peace. I know she's in peace. And the pain that I saw her in the last year, okay, I would cry. I would pray on my knees night after night after night. The amount of hours I would spend with her, talking to her, trying to give her peace. I mean, the, the hours are countless. And I know now she's in peace. So you know what? Selfishly, we want her here because we want to love her, we want to hug her, we want to kiss her. But you know, when you when you when you're gonna do something for somebody, you always gotta think about that other person. You gotta think about what they want. Okay? And while I would love her to be standing right here next to me and holding her and hugging her, I know now she's in such a much better place. She's at peace. And, and she's soaring out there, okay? And I can, and, and she, the Lord has provided, put peace in my heart, renewed my strength. I'm, I'm on fire. I'm on fire for the Lord again. 
I'm on fire for the Lord again. I'm on fire. And I know. I, I, these things just keep happening. And I, you know, I, I, I'm just in awe. It's, it's, it's just incredible. And I, I, I really, you know, I really, I just, I'm just going to honor her for the rest of my life. And, um, and we're eventually, we'll, we'll do something uh, special uh, in the next uh, week to come. Um, this is a celebration of life that we're doing. There's not going to be any funeral. There's not going to be any dark rooms. Okay? There's light. There's light. Okay? And we are, we are a representation who she, of who she was. Okay? And we are going to shine like she did. Okay? And we're going to continue to shine. So when... When you hug us, when you when you approach us, approach us with a smile, because that's what I want to see. Because that's what my that's how my wife would be. She would be with that big smile of hers. So just just come with a smile to us. I don't want to see sorrow faces. I don't. You know we can cry because you're still gonna have emotions, okay? But smile and joy because that's where she's at right now. She is just soaring, soaring, soaring. And I and and I, I am at a hundred percent peace. And I'm sure I'll have my days, my kids will have our days, but at the end we'll be filled with joy knowing that she's free and happy and at peace. And uh, ending, ending uh, on this note, you know, when we're going through our hard times, you know, our family, we just gotta remember that the one thing that remains is just got to wait for the Lord. That's it. Just remember, when you think that she suffered, just picture her saying, just wait for the Lord. I'm in paradise. I'm in paradise. That's it. Anyone else? You guys are good? Oh, I got one more. I got, I got one last thing to share. You know, um, my wife, um, like I said, she was, uh, she was the most unselfish person, the most unselfish person that I've ever met. When we would sit down and have dinner, she would always wait to make sure everybody else ate. And then she would eat. If we cooked a steak and one of them was a little overdone, she would, she would take that for her. She's like, no, no, leave the good ones. You, you, you have the good one. Um, you know, if some, of you, some of you guys know my testimony because you've heard it here, and it's pretty powerful. You know, maybe one day we'll do a testimonial uh, night. And, um, but I... I uh, I had a thought that, that crossed my mind on, on, on who my wife is and, and what she's capable of. And, and the next morning, uh, a very good friend of mine uh, sent me this. He says, good morning, my brother. I was thinking all night about our conversation you and I had where, we described, where you described to me an experience in your childhood and then later an experience with Christian. Now we see something that occurred in Jean that can only be described as demonic as well. Maybe Jean's final act yesterday was not her submitting to those demons, 
but instead it was her final assault to protect her family and eliminate that demon forever. I choose to believe that she did not fail and submit. I believe she fought back against that demon and made the ultimate sacrifice in order to save her family. She's a hero in every sense of the word. The same way she lived every moment for you and the children, she also gave her last ounce of life to defend and protect you all. Rejoice in her bravery, rejoice in her love, dedication and commitment to you all. Honor her by remaining united and committed in your faith and love for each other, fight for each other, and live for each other. Amen. Amen. That's who, Jean, that's who Jean was. That's who Jean was. And if she had to take her last breath to save us, that's what she would have done. I know that with 100% of my heart. I know that. Amen. 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 Let us, um, you know, we're so grateful for, for a moment like this. And um, we want this to be a safe place this house this nest where we could um, open up these conversations and allow this family to share and even in this moment it's so beautiful let's pray for you guys I'm so proud of them um, it's very um, it's very unique um, how this family responds I think that's the way I want to say and um, it's something that may be uncommon but I think uh, that's more evidence that God is uh, doing a work and it's just um, in, in, the, in, in all of it it does bring a joy to see the way you guys rally like just talking to you guys yesterday we're together we're in, like who does that and we're just spending some time together don't take those things for granted not many families have that and now's the best time to grow, continue to develop that and grow on that the way that you've stepped in and held the family together and has helped, helped lead in all of this I've, I, yeah, I call him ox from now on he's like an ox never met anyone like Jose he's an ox um I can't even imagine what God's going to do through you for his kingdom. Because of the way you are, you're an ox, bro. Um, Jose, the father that you are, brother. The husband that you are to Gene. And uh, these kids in every family, in every marriage, our children see everything. But they could go to bed knowing I saw my fa father love my mom and I've seen my mom love my father and that's something that is going to bless them for the rest of their lives let's just pray for them Christian I mean there's so many conversations that we could have you know this portal of having any kind of relationship was through Christian I'm so grateful that we could be part of your family. And just, even in this, you guys have ministered to us. 
You may not understand that right now, girls. You may not understand that. But even your lives are preaching right now. Your lives are preaching. And um, I'm so grateful for you guys. I love you guys. We love you guys. Let's pray for them. And this is what we want to do. And I know they're going to be in agreement. Let's worship the Lord with gladness. November, actually November 21, we baptized. We were able to baptize beautiful Ashley. And was it October? Was it October 23rd? That's right, it was October. October 23rd, 21. And we were also able to baptize Jean. And so we were able to do the baptism and celebrate that. And, and today, we're going to celebrate God and we're going to celebrate life as well. So let's pray for them. And then right after we're done praying, let's sing one last song of worship and praise and honor. And let's truly come before his presence with joy. Amen. I'm going to ask the family just to come over here. Leadership. Some of you guys are led to pray. Just if your heart is moved to pray, don't, again, there is no, um, yeah, there is no structure. There is no right way or wrong way. We invite all of you to come, along, come all around. And uh, this is what we're about. We're a family. We are a church. We're a family. And um, let's pray for our family here. Everyone, friends, family. Thank you, Lord. 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 Spirit, just minister, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, just pour. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. Holy Spirit, move. I thank you for this family. Lord, I thank you for this family. I thank you, Lord God, because the enemy has tried darkness has tried that has tried to destroy the light the anointing the power that this family holds in Christ Jesus and Lord I thank you because the story continues to be written of this family of these young men of these young ladies of this father the story continues to be written and they will walk on this earth and they will fulfill the plan and the purposes that you have for them there will be days of pain and hurt and tears there will be days of confusion but in those days you will reveal and show yourself to them and you will give them a word and you will show them you are the God of signs and wonders and miracles and you will give signs and wonders and miracles even for them to continue, I thank you that they drove by and a billboard spoke to them. These are the things, Lord God, you will continue, Lord. Yes. So, Lord, we just pray that your hand would be upon them and that you would use them, Lord God, with this testimony, Lord, with this experience.
experience, Lord God, because now they're going to be a family. They're going to help, Lord God, restore other families. And they're going to be a family that's going to help restore other children. And he's going to be a husband that's going to help restore another spouse. And, and we thank you, Lord God, because people will look at them and say, how do you, how can you relate to my story? And them, Lord God, with their hearts, Lord God, broken before your presence, will look at some of these individuals and be able to minister from that place, Lord God, and love from that place and comfort from that place and heal from that place. I pray that you would open up doors of ministry for them, doors of service for them, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you would bring, Lord God, restoration and healing, what the enemy wants to do, the memory, Lord God, the images, Lord God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we pray in power. We pray the blood of Jesus and we cancel. We cancel and rebuke the images of the enemy. We cancel and re rebuke the lies of Satan. We cancel and rebuke, Lord God, the voices that will speak into their ears, into their spirit, to try to make them believe in something that is not true. So, Lord, we pray for good memories and we pray for good images to be ingrained in their minds and we pray for healing to be ingrained in their spirit, Lord God, restoration, that these feet would stand on solid ground, Lord, that their feet would not stand that one day of their life on sand, but on solid ground, on the chief cornerstone, on the rock who is Jesus Christ, and that the house would be built once and for all, not just to be any kind of house, but that the Pereira house would be a mighty house, Lord God. And when the winds blow, and when the waves come and crash, Lord God, the house will not collapse. The house will stand the weather. The house would stand the fight and the battle against them because they've planted themselves in Jesus Christ, their Lord. I pray that over their life as, is, as if it's thus saith the Lord. I prophesy that in their lives. I speak that in their lives that the enemy has been defeated. We come against him, Lord God. The Bible says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, we lift up, Lord God, and we place the standard before it. And today the standard of victory is that Jesus is alive, that Jesus reigns, and that Jesus saves. He saved Mama Jean, and today he saves the rest of this family. Today your promises are yes and amen. Today, Lord God, we walk, Lord, and we fulfill, Lord, the, the purposes and the plans that you have for us. We pray that over them, that they would fear you and know you and hear you, Lord God, and that ultimately their feet and their soul will never cease from following you. Let them always hear, let them always hear the voice of God and let them follow as you lead them. Bless this family, heal this family, heal Lupe, bless Lupe, touch her, she's not here with us, but manifest and glorify yourself over her. Oh, we pray that you would touch her. I pray for Jean's sister, Lord God. Lord, touch her. I pray that you would even touch the core, the depth of Jean's brother. That everyone that is involved would have to come and humble themselves and that they would have to confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. I pray for Jose's family. I pray for Jose's parents. I pray for Jose's brothers. I pray for everyone that's involved 
Let them bow their knees and confess that Jesus is Lord. That through death there would be resurrection. That through darkness there would be light, Lord God. That through pain there would be joy, Lord God. That through mourning, Lord God, there would also be gladness. I pray this over this family. That the supernatural work of God, the supernatural presence of Yahweh would come and cover them. And that they would walk in the favor of the Lord that not for once would they be shaken, that when the enemy comes and lies and to try to destroy their foundation, that the power of Yahweh our God would stand in their midst and Lord would destroy the yoke, Lord God, and the lies of Satan and any other demonic force that comes against them. Today, Lord, we love you and we thank you and we say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We say, so be it. And we say amen, for you are good, and your goodness is upon this situation. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Come on, church, together we say yes.